Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Christmas, dude. How are you, man? Much better now looking at you with your cheetah Santa hat. You look like Santa's hot side piece. It's, it's, it's sexy Santa. It's like mean girls all up in this place over here, man. Yeah, you got me all flustered. It happens. It happens. I've been known to fluster a person or two from time to time. It has <laughs> happened. What's up, man? I like you. You love Santa's workshop behind you there. I mean, that's cool, man. I like it. You got to give the elves the do, dude. They they do all the work. Santa is just a glorified freaking mail runner, man. At the end of the day, the, the hard work, the small business is the elf's workshop. Gotcha. All right. Well, I, I agree 110%. Um, let's, let's pay some bills real quick. We have an illustrious uh, guest that's coming on the show. Um, I, I got to love a guy that's punctual. He's already sitting in the lobby. He's ready. He's waiting. He's ready to rock and roll. But before, before we get into that, this show's brought to you, like all of our shows prior to this, by Stay Classy Meats. Go to Stay Classy Meats. Use promo code FIST. Save 10% on your entire order. The best meat on the planet Earth delivered straight to your doorstep using promo code FIST. Go to stayclassymeats.com. Uh, dude, check out my sexy duds I got. Say, you know what that looks like? That looks like another business outside of the North Pole, the elves. Yeah. It looks like Allegiance Clothing, the hardest working people in the garment industry. True if that. you guys want to look as good as Dale um, or prepare yourself for 2021, 20, go to yes. com. type in the code PUNCH, you're going to get 15% off site-wide. Yeah, for sure. The only person that works harder in the garment industry is those kids in uh, other foreign countries that sew shoes together for Nike and every once in a while sew their hands together. But outside of that, Nobody works harder in the garment industry than Allegiance Clothing. And last but not least, you know, the ad read is part of the lead-in for the guest. So it's Go it's all the same. Everything that we do, um, all the odds that we get, they come from Bet Online, guys. We got bowl season that's coming up right now. Uh, 
NFL playoffs are right around the corner. We've got a four-week lull before the next fight, uh, the next main event, Calvin Cater versus Max Holloway. Something tells me we're going to be talking about Calvin Cater later on this evening. But all the odds that we get, all the odds that we use on the show, they come from Bet Online. Use promo code Armchair. You can take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. It's just, man, it's a seamless process. The payout process is seamless. The betting process is seamless. The teasers, the parlays, it's 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 sick, man. I love it. All that to say this: our guest tonight, the heads odd, the head odds maker for Bet Online, my man Dave Mason. Get him in here. How you guys doing? Can you hear me? Dave, I can hear you. How are you, man? Absolutely. I'm well, that's that quite a lead in, man. That's uh, a lot of a lot of pressures on me. Jesus. Well, I was going to say something like super genius or nah, – No, no, no. It's not setting me up for failure. I've been getting set up, <laughs> set up for failure all my life here, man. You know, <laughs> Dumb me down a little bit, please. Uh, great okay. decorations, by the way. Thank great you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Both of you. Tis the season. And hey, sure we're out of season now. We just finished our UFC card. We've got four weeks, as Dale said, into what's going to be the next card. This is where preparation meets opportunity. So it's like if you're listening to this podcast right now, we've got Dave Mason – it's game on. Let's go. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's let's. I, you want to just start with the heavy hitters right off the bat, or you want to lead in slowly? What do you? How, how do you like the dance? I don't know. I mean, we kind of we kind of go one way or the other here. It just depends on you. Whatever, uh, man. You know, you guys are talking UFC, and that's uh, I love UFC, MMA. So uh, let's get it going. Whatever you guys want to know. I I mean, there's yeah, there's a few weeks off here, but we put up some new odds today. Uh, <laughs> We put up some of the, you know, the, the MMA awards. They're coming up in this right. old time, so we put some odds up there. We just uh, Michael Chandler, Dan Hooker just got announced, so we Thank put you. up odds there. So, uh, cool. you know, there's always something to bet on. That exactly. That's exactly what I was going to lead into. I wanted to ask you. Um, I didn't. I didn't look and get on the website and see that the the Hooker and uh, Chandler odds were up there. So let's just talk about this. When a fight like that gets announced. What's the process where you look at it and then determine what the odds are going to be and where the lines start? Um, how does that whole thing sort of what, – what's the genesis of how that works from the time you hear it till we see it and get the bet on it? Yeah, there's a few of us here. You know, our head our head odds guy. Then we have a head MMA guy who's, who's really good, man. Uh, he's actually just came on the team about three – two to three months ago, and he's, he's – he's, uh, Awesome opinion. You know, we, we really been up in our game with our MMA props. Uh, one of our competitors kind of <laughs> ditched the uh, U.S. market, and they were they always had awesome UFC props credit to them, but they kind of ditched the UFC market. So when that happens, like, you know what, here's an opportunity. So we brought another guy in who's really good at props. And uh, so, you know, the three of us, you know, we, we kind of – or two of us sometimes, you know, sometimes one of us is not online or whatever, but we, 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 we figure it out, put a number up and, uh, let the betters bet it. And, you know, sometimes we're off, sometimes we're on, whatever, just let this, let the money and the action come in and, and, and shape the odds. So we have that one at, uh, at Pickham right now, minus one ten each side. So, uh, we're looking forward to that, you know, that, that, that's going to be on a, on the uh, Conor McGregor card, which is great. So uh, mm-hmm. that's, it's, you know, those Conor McGregor cards, just they get bet like nothing else. So right. any other any other good fight, you know, Michael Chandler's UFC debut. So anything else getting added to that cards is going to be awesome. When, when you have someone as flamboyant as Conor McGregor for UFC 257, I mean, do you, I mean, do you guys get extremely creative with your props or is it just very like cut and dry? Like you say, you get yeah. you dive into the prop bets, but with someone as flamboyant as Conor McGregor, I imagine it's just exuberant the amount of things you can do. 
No, absolutely. You know, it's no different than a boxing match, you know, when Floyd Mayweather or Manny Pacquiao, th- those really big time needle movers. Right. And, and you know, and, and a guy like Jorge Masvidal now and, and uh, Nate Diaz, those guys are those big time needle movers as well. So you're going to do special stuff. You know, you, of course, you have, you know, method of victory and round betting and will the fight go the distance, et cetera, et cetera. But then you get creative, you know, you, uh, stuff like uh, I've done before. Bruce Buffer's introduction over under on the time. The introduces yeah. the main event. Uh, yeah. who, who, who bleeds first? You know, will the fighters touch gloves? <laughs> How many F-bombs will uh, Conor McGregor drop in the uh, – in his post-fight octagon interview, you know, stuff like that. So you just you just get creative, and uh, you know, well, how many times will he he uh, mentioned his whiskey at the post-fight press conference, etc., etc., etc. So uh, you have fun with it. The betters love it, you know. You and you know, you're not taking big limits on stuff like that. It's more kind of just for fun and put the limits a little lower because you know we're just kind of we're not you know we don't have any algorithms or anything on how many times. Connor's going right. to drop an F-bomb, but, you know, you watch some YouTube <laughs> videos real quick and uh, throw a number up there and take some action. Have some fun. I'll tell you where we've had we've had some success. We sort of did some in-house action on Laura Sanko's outfit color for Contender Series. Um, so she usually runs between about four or five different colors, green, red, yellow, uh, black and white, or pattern. So we'll do – we'll put polls up and, and take action on that, just a little in-house action and uh we, we've seen great turnout with the, with those right so and then uh we've got the inside track on something on a prop play you might be interested in we had uh we had calvin cater on a couple weeks ago and the question was posed as to who would attempt a leg kick first him or max holloway since both of them are notorious uh non-leg kickers Right. And, uh, and Cater was all about that leg kick action if he could find a good number on it. So, you know, it might we'll be a little compromise. Up. Yeah, was yeah a- now we'll put it up. Hell with it, man. I like it. Screw it. We'll put it up. We, you know, that's, we love trying stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. that's kind of a, you know, our guys in the, you know, when I started with Bet Online like 10 years ago, it was like, you know, we were a smaller book and kind of conservative and they kind of had a management, you know, new management come in and a few of us came in and we're like, you know, we, we got to, we have to make a name for ourselves or small, you know, but you know, okay, this is good. We're making some money, but if you really want to compete with the big boys, you really got to, you got to put your name out there. And I come from a PR background, you know, I, I work more in the marketing side of things with PR. So it's all about, you know, I mean, who's going to promote, you know, the odds on the Conor McGregor fight? Every damn book on planet Earth has that. But if you start getting creative and stuff, and that's when people start taking notice. And and that's, you know, the Super Bowl, right? It's all about those prop bets and and the crazy prop bets. Everybody has what will the first score be and this, that, and the other thing. But if you get creative, that's what gets on the big sites. And that's what people want to talk about. So, you know, our our owners just said, you know, run with it. Just do whatever you got to do. So, you know, okay, for first, you know, I, I could put up odds. How many times I'm going to scratch my nose tomorrow? And and the owner will be like, yeah, screw it. Put it up there and see what happens. So, oh, you know, we love getting creative. And, you know, other books are kind of – and that's fine. The other books have different philosophies, and they're more old school and, uh, you know, standard. And, and that's cool, you know. They're, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. But we're a little more cutting edge and, uh, and love to get wacky. Right. So if you were to, like, do a pie chart. Like, where would you say of like your revenues broken up? Like, are people going heavy money line or are parlays a thing or props? Like, pay me a for, picture here for MMA. Yeah, 
Yeah, straight bets. I mean, money line, uh, straight bets. That, that's the, the that's the bread and butter. But you know that after that, it's you know what. Like I said, our our our, our props have been just exploded the last few months. And again, that's because we brought that new guy on board, and he's just killing it over there. Right. And we've probably we've probably tripled or quadrupled our uh, props action the last few months. Um, but again, the money line bets. And parlays are probably next. You know, people love the, especially the money line, all chalk parlays. You know, you just, everybody's uh, parlaying the, the favorites to get down to, a, you know, with these three, get these three guys win and it's plus 110 or something like that. You know what sure. I mean? So that's probably next props. I mean, we do a lot of live action too, man. We, 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 uh, we have live odds up for all the fights and, um, you know, they, they, a lot of books just have their quote unquote live odds open in between rounds, but we actually keep them up during the rounds. Now, if things are getting hairy, you know, one guy's right. beating the hell out of the other guy, we'll freeze the odds or whatever. Often when it goes to the mat, the odds will freeze. Um, you know, it's no different than in football when a team's on the, uh, on the goal line, the odds are going to freeze, but, but no, you know, the, the live odds are great and that's taking a lot of action, but end of the day, the bread and butters, the, the odds to win money line. I'll tell you what I see that I see on BetOnline, and I've I've played on a lot of different books, and one that I I, I see on BetOnline that I, I I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet because I'm I'm still I think I think fighting is so um, there's so many variables uh, involved in it, but the there's like point spreads for a lot of these fights, like whether or not it's if it goes the decision, then how many points somebody will win by, which is which is crazy on the card. So I, yeah, how do you? Um, and I don't know if it's the new guy that does that or what, but how is that like, how do you formulate that idea? Like the, the idea of, of a point spread on a fight. And then if the fight ends by finish, is there no action on it? It's a loss. I mean, I don't know. I don't want me to put you on the spot, but that's such a, no, such yeah, a no, unique I hear opportunity. Yeah, no, that that's definitely, we, 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 uh, we did it sometimes in the past, but mm -hmm. this this new guy takes care of that again. He's he's, yeah. a, he's like he's like a props wizard. Right. So yeah, you know you you, you there's a spread. You know it, it's you know say it's uh, one fighter's mind. We don't have anything up right now. Those will come up later, close to the sure. fights. And of course, there's no no fights this weekend, so right. I don't really have anything to give an example of. Right. But let's say that let's just I'm gonna again pulling odds out my you know what. Sure. Let's say for the for the Conor McGregor. Um, Poirier fight, let's say McGregor's minus two or whatever, two and a half. And, yeah. you know, then you just add up the, uh, add up the, um, the points at the end for the, for the decision and, you know, 30, right. the, whatever he is, he, he wins whatever, 49, 48 or something. And, and Poirier covers that, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if the fight ends early, then, then the guy who, wins wins right, right, so, right. gotcha yeah it makes a, sense. yeah i've just i've never seen it anywhere else and i've looked at it and i'm like man that's so enticing it almost looks yeah. like it, it it calls to me the way like an nfl parlay or, or i'm sorry a prop bet does when it's like will any team score three times unanswered right i look at those bets and i'm like man well, i could pay my house off with this do i really <laughs> think, do i really think that Seattle or anybody's going to go three times, you know, score. I mean, it's amazing how often that happens. I can't tell you how many times yeah. I've had that feeling and then I've lost my ass on it too. Yeah. So there, there is that. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. You know, I, I've, you know, that this, 
that that prop bet man it, it scrambles my mind i think my mind's just too damn slow for it now maybe 20 yeah. years ago 10 years ago to have been but i just try <laughs> it's a tough one for me man it's, it's yeah. like I, I try to keep it simple with my betting you know but uh but uh no it's cool i know betters love it they really love it and you know those guys who dig into stats and numbers exactly. really love something like that and and again you know i'm i'm a much more simple better these days you know back in the day when i would have to get my pen and paper out and dig right. into this thing i'm sure i would have loved it but these days it just kind of gives me a headache i'm no. like what i'm like oh my god it's trying to trying to figure it out it's tough for me for sure so with this i mean obviously so head odds maker at bet online um you said there's a team of you guys what is I mean, I imagine that the the job market for a position like that. There's so many people out there, myself included, um, that would, you know, literally, we're talking about, you know, I, I'd give away a piece of my kidney or something like that for an opportunity <laughs> like that. How does how do you stumble it? Did you stumble into this? Did you know a guy? Did you know a guy who knew a guy? Uh, I mean, did you just beat the brakes off the books? And they were like, I, we got to get you yeah, out of nah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah, I mean, I I just networked, man. It was the industry I wanted to break into, and we're talking almost two decades now ago. And, uh, you know, I I had another job back then, and it was like kind of, you know, I I called it a pre-midlife crisis. I wasn't at midlife yet, but it was like like I already had one career, and I got out, and I was like, what the hell do I want to do with my life? I was like, I just don't want to work. I want (laughs) to – I want a job. I, I I can't do the nine to five. I can't do, you know, I can't have a job where I just am not interested. Sure. I got, I got to love what I do. And, uh, you know, I love sports, um, gambling. I wasn't always a huge gambler, but I was always intrigued with odds and numbers. You know what I mean? It was, it wasn't, I wasn't just an action junkie. Like, and still to this day, I'm not just a huge better. I, I still, you know, when I bet I'm, you know, I think I have an edge, you know, I, I won't just bet to watch a game tonight. Um, right. like, like a lot of people. So, you know, if I, if, if somebody told me you can never place a bet in the rest of your life, I'd be fine with that. Sure. Um, but I've always, I've always loved it. I always like going in the casino and figuring stuff out and, and you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and try and black, you know, I tried card counting at a point, <laughs> you know, all that. I always, I always wanted the, the right. math and everything. I never really got good at it, but I always was intrigued by it i always loved it you know what i mean um so i was like you know i I gotta do something sports related and and, uh that's the only thing that's going to keep me interested for the next 30 years is if i get involved in sports because all this other stuff i don't give a hell about you know what i mean it's gotta be sports that's the only you know i have kind of a short attention span and whatnot so uh so it's like if i'm gonna make a living and make any kind of money it's got to be something i'm love and passionate about because if it's not if they're like hey go sell the cell phone or something it's not gonna work out well or or whatever so so i i I, uh i did research and you know i found out a lot of the offshore books were were down in central america i actually knew a guy down there from from who's like the uh, the boss of my old roommate or something, and, and he wasn't even in the industry. But I just hit him up. I was like, "Dude, I'm coming down, I'm looking for a job." <laughs> went down, went down to Costa Rica and uh, took a Spanish course just to tell my parents I was going to do something productive down there. <laughs> Partied my ass off, and 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 when you know, I found where one of the uh, main books was. It was like in in this mall in in San Jose, Costa Rica, and it was like. What? Finding that finding this office was 
was, you know, I was going through this labyrinth and everything. I finally found it and I knocked on the door. I'm like, who are you? I was like, hey, I'm visiting from the States. You guys hiring? <laughs> it, was, it was like March. They're like, no, we're not. I was like, listen. You know, can I just speak to someone? This is like the right. secretaries, and and they're like, so some gringo comes out. I think he's like from South Dakota or something. Some big dude. He's like, hey, what's up? I was like, hey, man, I'm just in Costa Rica t- taking a Spanish course, and uh, get you know, I, I like sports. I know about gambling. I'm good with numbers. Right? Can, can you can you give me a shot? And he's like, we'll come back during football season, and we'll 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 uh we'll we'll get you, we'll we'll put you to work. And we kept in touch and. That job didn't work out, but I made other contacts when I was there, and, and I started there, one of one of those jobs, and, and the rest is history. Dave, that is literally – that is – you just described the movie Runner Runner with Ben Affleck, dude. You were <laughs> in that movie. That yeah. was the same thing. Man. I mean, so, yeah, everybody, so everybody, everybody has a story down here. But, you know, it was just, you know, persistence and, and just, you know – I mean, the first job they offered me, it was like – the pay was embarrassingly bad, but it was like, it's like, I didn't care. You know what I mean? I just yeah. wanted an opportunity. It's like a thousand bucks a month or something. And they're going to pay for my rent or some BS <laughs> like that. But I was like, you know what? Screw it. I, I, I got a little saving saved up. I'll, you know, just, just give me a shot and I'll prove myself. And, uh, I don't know. I think I have, I've done that a little bit. I, 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 I think it's worked out for you. I think you've done yeah. all right. So yeah. that's wild. That's a great story. So on, let's say we get a big fight night coming up. Um, obviously, Conor McGregor is a big needle mover. Um, I imagine guys like Tony Ferguson, Dustin Poirier, those guys are, are, are big action. Um, anybody off the beaten path that, you know, maybe you wouldn't expect, you know, man or woman that seems to get a lot of action every time they fight. Anybody? Um. You know, well, Connor's without a doubt the king. Right. I mean, you know, Khabib, Habib, he's big now. Uh, Jorge Masvidal is big. Um, that 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 Masvidal uh, Usman card months back that was the biggest bet card we've ever done. Now there's an asterisk there because there's no other sports going on. So, um, but that was the biggest bet card. I mean, if if Masvidal fights Connor somehow, that will just absolutely shatter all uh, betting. Records that will shatter all pay pay per view records, etc. I, I I really want to see that happen just from a hype standpoint and how mm-hmm. much dang action we'll get coming in. Right. Uh, so Masvidal's there. Uh, Habib, Nate Diaz, of course. He he turned into a big needle mover. Um, you know th- those are the biggest right now. And then, then after sure. that, you know the, you would think John Jones is, but you know he's he's kind of second or third tier. I mean he gets good action, but it's not like. It's not. It's nowhere near the Connor action. You know, same with DC and stuff like. You can offer. You can often like kind of align it with the pay per view buys, right? There, there's right. definitely a correlation there. So, uh, you know, when when you you look at those core those those, uh, those pay per view records, and it's all Connor McGregor has a freaking has a monopoly on him, right? So, right. Uh, but but you know, Masvidal's getting there too. Um, who else? I mean, the, the, this the, this Kamzat, he's going to be there too soon. You know, the, the I can't wait for the, for his next fight uh, against Leon Edwards. Right. That that's there. That's going to get it. That's going to get a ton of action because he's getting yeah, a ton Colby, of love, man. Kamara, so, it, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so 
So yeah, man, those are the biggest. Um, you know, back in the day, Ronda Rousey was massive. I mean, the action we used to do in Ronda Rousey. Biggest um, payday of my life was Ronda Rousey getting head kicked to sleep by freaking. Yeah, Holly. Oh, man, that, that, was, that was our biggest loss of all time yeah. for, for a fight. And that was that was, we got absolutely murdered on that fight. But yeah. uh, oh, whatever, man. You know, I'm just saying that was some you lose some. Right. I, I was. Uh, I had her. I had Holly Holm straight up, and then I had her at the tail end of like a seven fight parlay too. So I was, Oh, wow. I just, it was, it it was one of those things where I had, you know, there's a couple fighters that I've been riding with since they first, you know, showed up on the scene. And when Holly first showed up, I was like, she's going to give Rhonda fits. If they ever fight, she's going to give Rhonda fits. She's tailor made to beat Rhonda. If, if, if we can just get to that point. And the moment they booked that fight, I was like, oh my gosh. I was just like watching the lines every day. I'm like, I got to make, okay, Luis, <laughs> how good is this going to get? Is it going to get bigger? Is it going to, you know, and then yeah. um, I just, I hammered it once I, once I was comfortable with it. So yeah, that uh, was good for you. Good yeah. so, <laughs> I know, I know your book, your book definitely took a hit for that, but like for our listeners, what's a, what's like a heroic story? Like, you know, in 2019, there was a guy that had the 89 cent. 20 team parlay that almost got you know half a million dollars what's what's a heroic story for a better out there that you've seen as recently mma wise man hey you know shoot i mean we always had those big parlays i can't think of one right off the top of my head i mean there was a card that was a card um when was that I'm thinking five years ago. I think when like every dog oh, hit. Every Do you dog remember hit. that? Yeah, you UFC remember that? Brazil. Yep, it was a UFC yeah. Brazil. I think it was like you UFC. remember that? Yep, yeah. Sao we, Paulo or we, something. Yeah, we had a bunch of lottery ticket. I call them lottery tickets where mm-hmm. people bet just a few dollars on on these, you know, and they put all these um, dogs in there. And and if we had a bunch of those hit, man, and. Yep. and that was that was a, a disaster, man. That that was an absolute disaster. So we had this, and that's the thing. It's kind of contradicts the normal parlay because, like I said earlier, the normal MMA parlay is is all chalk, right? You know, right. everybody minus four hundred, minus three hundred, minus two sixty. Voila, who pays plus one ten or whatever the hell sure. would pay? But that card, it was just. You know, all those little lottery tickets, those $5, $10 bets that were paying out four figures. Yep. And some some five figures is like, what the hell happened last night, man? Yep. That, that really – I think every every dog but one hit. I can't remember who was on – I remember Frank Mir was on that car. I remember that bar I was watching it at. But every, every dog hit except one. It was amazing. Yeah. I think I saw a ticket like when that first – I mean, that was like in the infant stages even of social media. And I think a guy had was like a $5 ticket for like 28 grand or something yep. like that. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Yep. Every dog was winning or was winning and it was it was just wild so um yeah I, I know you can only tell us so much about the process and the way things work and all that kind of stuff um obviously there's a right way to bet there's a wrong way to bet and as far as combat sports is concerned um you know i, I guess what i guess what i'm going to try to get out here is like with with football you always want to try to tease through the seven and the three Right. There's these little like little tips and tricks that people try to use as far as combat sports go. Is there anything that you see or, you know, care to share about that can help or and or something that you see that hurts people um, when they're when they're trying to bet bet so effectively? Right. Yeah. No, it's a good question. Um, You know, this answer is going to be standard no matter you're betting fights football, tiddlywinks, politics, it doesn't matter. 
don't bet late. You know, the, the latest odds are going to be the sharpest odds. Yet, you know, Sunday morning when I'm looking at NFL this weekend, there's going to be a wave of action coming in. When when they, these people could have watched these odds all week, it got an extra half a point or an extra point or even more sometimes. But they just log on, make their bets with two hours left in the game. Those are the hottest, hardest odds to beat are the closing odds. Those are the sharpest. You're not going to beat those odds long term. But you can beat, you know, the Thursday, the Wednesday, the Tuesday odds more because they're the softest. They, those odds have not been shaped yet. And the same thing applies for MMA, UFC, boxing, whatever. You know, we open our odds before any other fight. Like I said, that Dan Hooker fight, we we just, you know, one of our guys hit it up. Hey, this announced we're not waiting for the industry to open it up and see where they open. Now we got our balls out and open the damn thing up. <laughs> and, 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 and that's like every, every sport, you know, you got it. If you go to a book, whether it's us or someone else who opens those odds early and pay attention to them early, pay attention to the market, see where it's going because you bet in the, you bet in a favorite at minus two sixty when it closes minus 300 is a mathematical advantage. Right. Doesn't, doesn't mean you're going to win. Sure. You know, but long-term that's the key. Long-term those mathematical edges will turn you into a winning better. Same with dogs. You know, you're betting at plus uh one thirty when it closes plus one ten. Right. Again, doesn't mean you're going to win, but long-term you're going to have a mathematical advantage. So, um, you know, that that's, that's the biggest thing. Um, is just paying attention to those early odds. Do not ignore them, but you know, 80% of the people do, you know, it, it's, it's amazing. Got it. You got to pay attention to that market, see where those odds are moving. Um, another thing, you know, and I know sharp guys that do this, especially with fights and, you know, I I've had debates about this, um, okay. the weigh-ins. I know guys who are pretty darn sharp. Um, right. and I, I don't agree with it, but they will not place a bet until after the weigh-in. That's what, that going to be my next question. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I, these guys go, you know, I'm going to see the weigh-ins. I want to see how my fighter looks Yep. and then I'm going to bet it. Yep. And you're losing, like I said, that's, so you're going to bet these odds at the sharpest odds. Um, you know, I mean, I've been watching this sport since UFC one. I, right. I was, I'm going to show my show my age here, but I mean, I was in college, UFC one. Sure. And me and my buddies put money in five bucks in the in a pot, and we got this dang UFC one and watched all these these knuckleheads out there minus Hoist Gracie. Right. And uh, and, and you know, so I've been watching this stuff in over the long term. I have no stats to to back me up on it, but. You know, every time, oh, he looked horrible at the weigh-in. And he goes out and waxes the other dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It happens just as much. And plus, over the long term, again, that's my favorite word in the betting industry is long term. Maybe sure. it's two two words or one word with a hyphen in between. I don't know what it is. Anyways, that's my favorite word because that's what you got to think is long term. And right. over the long term, you're going to – if you bet early, let's say you bet a fighter at plus 150 on Tuesday – the weigh-ins are Saturday and your fighter looks bad. And now all of a sudden he's, or, or your fighter looks good. And all of a sudden he's plus plus one twenty because everybody overreacts or the vice versa, you know, you're, you're going to miss out on that extra, you know, 30 cents. He goes from sure. plus 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 one fifty 
It, it works both ways. That's what I'm saying. Over the long term, right. it's going to work both work both ways. Whereas your fighter might look good at weigh-ins, or he might look bad at weigh-ins. But all I know is, if you're going to give up extra extra um, uh, value, if you're betting him at plus one fifty, and he closes at plus one twenty, right. or you passed up plus one fifty because you're waiting plus one twenty because the other fighter looks bad, and you just lost value. I I don't you know that that stuff. That stuff works its way out over the long term, how they look at the mm. weigh-ins. You know, the other guy might look bad. Then all of a sudden, the odds drop, and you missed out on on, on 30 cents to the dollar earlier on because you're right. waiting around for the, for the weigh-ins. You know, all that stuff evens out long term. Don't, don't overthink it. And like I said, <laughs> if, 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 I had a, if I had a dollar for every time, oh, he looks horrible. He looks, he looks gaunt. And, and it goes out and actually destroys the other dude. And it's like, right. oh, well, you, you missed out on an extra 30 cents to the dollar. Dale sure. only watches the weigh-ins to make sure that the fighter hasn't actually had a haircut. That's his biggest superstition. If someone has a haircut yeah. right before their fight, all bets yeah. are off. I don't, really? I don't like new haircuts and I don't like new tattoos. Um, anytime new I, I, I don't like it. I'm telling you, every time I see. So uh, Renato Moicano got, a, got that neck tattoo. Yeah. Has, hasn't won a fight since. Really? I, I had a guy I had a guy when I was in Panama, I was in Panama for three years and there was a guy in the gym and, and you know, he was really in an MMA and, you know, he knew what I did for a living and I was in it and he, he had, he had his own, uh, he's like, I watched the way he always watched the way and he's a pretty sharp guy. He knew his right. stuff. He, he trained. Yeah. And he, uh, I always watched the weigh-ins and I, you know, I told him my feeling about weigh-ins and, and he's like, but I wait to see if they smile. The guy that <laughs> if they smile and he gave, spit out some stats, like are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> they smile. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So do whatever, man. But that's what makes all us better yeah. nuts, right? We're all well, there, crazy. Well, we there's a bunch of stuff like that. There, there's stuff about like fist bump and Bruce Buffer. There's a oh, lot really? of people. Uh, <laughs> there's one that if you use Eminem for a walkout song, I think I saw something one time that was like Eminem for a walkout song has like a seventy-eight percent loss rate or something like that. <laughs> so you just can't use Eminem for a walkout song. So. Oh. We're um, all insane. All us betters. We're all that, insane. It's that's right. We all, got, we all got <laughs> around the whole thing. So. Uh, but Dave, you've been super generous with your time, man. I appreciate yeah. you coming on. Uh, we got some, we got something bigger coming up with Bet Online here probably in January that we'll be rolling out. Um, I don't know if they talked to you about that or not, so I'm not, I don't know what I'm supposed not to yet. say. I'm not supposed to say. Cool. So we'll probably have you back on sometime at the end of Can't January. Can't wait. Can't <laughs> and, wait. And we'll talk, and it, things will be a lot more sharp as far as the conversation goes at that time. But All good. Uh, appreciate you hopping on, man. Merry Christmas to you. Or, yes, sir. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Be safe. And uh, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Yep. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Lot, man. Going to go heavy on prop parlays, brah. Do we need to um, Do we need to start doing recording the show earlier? Yeah. Do we, I mean, do, I'm just saying, do, like, should we record on Sunday nights? Well, I got to wait till weigh-ins, though, man. So you're, you want to wait till weigh-ins, then? Yeah, man. That's that's a big takeaway for me. Right. It's just like it's just like going to the horse races, man. Yeah. You think the name's all cool, you've read their stats, but then they see them walk out, and you're like, oh, shit, that's a gray horse. I'm going to bet the freaking farm on that thing. Real quick, I want to address a question in the chat. Kyle, the, the Browns are absolutely going to win the UFC, or win the AFC North, 100%. Wow. Put it down. Mm. Mm. Steelers are losing out, man. It's a wrap. It's Browns. Brownies all day. Let's go. Dude. All right. Pour one out for the Browns. Bro, I'm I'm my brown bottle's empty, man.
I know. I okay. was expecting a guess in the first five seconds. So this is okay. on. That's all right. So, and then I, I brought it back up. So I got myself a little JMO. Um, bang, bang. All right. End of year award program. Um, it's been a fun year betting wise. Uh, we have made some money. Uh, we lost a little bit along the way. We had we had a rough patch in what was that June, June, July? Oh, yeah. Couldn't Things pick got, a booger. I think was your your yeah. infamous quote. Yes, couldn't we couldn't pick a booger in June, mm -hmm. um, and then we we righted the ship, um, and we finished the year strong. Finished it uh, just shy of our goal of sixty seven percent. So round of applause to you, good sir. You did well all year long. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of us. Um, let's get some takeaways. Let's give some stuff away. Let's do some awards. Let's, let's just let's just you know have at it. So your opinion, your opinion. Um, let's let's get the voters' choice for these people, like like the awards, and then I want your opinion as to whether or not one they got it right or wrong, or two, uh, if it was somebody that wasn't even in the running for it. Okay. Really. Okay. So what was our first category? Well, I feel like I should we should preface this before we get sure. into it. Um, I am extremely disappointed as to um, the voting, not, not the amount of votes. I mean, the amount of votes were great. A lot mm -hmm. of people participated. Um, we have a lot of social engagement on our Instagram, Punchless MMA. But I will say there is a, there's a division here between those that listen to the show and those that follow us on Instagram. And that's a huge issue because we know those that listen to us on this podcast, we know how they would vote. We know what they believe in. We know what type of betters they are. The people on Instagram – very different. The people that voted on Instagram, I'm going to call them casuals, dude. Mm. Every single one of these categories, they voted like a casual. Some of them did. So we, we do know for a fact that there is a great contingency of our show that does follow us on Instagram. However, that being said, there are more people that engage in our Instagram polls and questions and things of that nature that we believe may or may not actually listen to the show. Mm. Uh, there were a large contingency of people that voted in accordance to how we think that the fan base would vote. But there was some disparity in the voting that we think may have been caused by people that may or may not listen to our show. Uh, so I understand what you're saying, but the people are the people. And if you don't like it, get out and rock the vote next time. Right. Vote or die. Or as my dad would say in this situation right now, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. There is a little bit of that. Uh, I will say this. There was no election fraud in this vote. <laughs> Dominion was not handling this one is what you're saying. Yes, correct. That is what I'm saying. All right. All right. First category up, Dale. Let's just start with the big hitters. Fighter or fight of the year. We put out four fights there. We put Josh Emmett, Shane Burgos, Yuanajin Jacek, Weilei Zhang, Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. Davison Figueroa versus uh, Moreno. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my personal opinion, Whaley versus Joanna. And I will say that was my personal opinion as well. Um, and that was what uh, the, the viewers chose. So congrats to them. Um, you said this in our last episode, actually, because there was a little bit of a question. I was saying, oh, there was a fight that I was talking about. I was like, gosh, this could be in contention for fight of the year. And that was the Figueroa fight. You mm -hmm. said, no, what matters the most is pillar to post, start to finish. Yep. And that's a fight that you thought was from start to finish, throwing same cadence, same pace through and through. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Those of you that are in the chat that are saying you voted, I know you voted and I saw who you voted for. And I appreciate 
what you did. Um, there was just some other people that we'd never heard of before. There's a lot of, uh, you know, text me for sexy time votes and all kinds of stuff. You know, a lot of bots that were voting on things. So I, I see you. I see you, chat. I know who you are. I appreciate you. Don't you don't don't don't, don't leave me now. I know you. All right. Did I you will go- say a caveat to that fight, though? What? The Burgos Emmett fight, I feel like it's not getting its due because not only was that just a firecracker type fight, but you mm-hmm. have to remember in the first like two seconds, Josh Emmett splits his leg in half and still made it a banger fight. So how much weight do you put on that? Pun intended. I put a ton. That's why it's there um, because of that. I mean, the, the guy was literally fighting one legged and damn near won the fight. So yeah, I, I put a lot of weight in that. <laughs> is everything yes of course the fact that it was one-legged a one-legged man yeah um it was for sure. a damn pirate out there it was a pirate it was a damn pirate fighting a guy that looked like a pirate yes 100 i put a lot of weight in that yeah shane burgos does look like a pirate he does um, look like a pirate he looks very untrustworthy i'm sure he's a nice guy i just would not trust him oh uh, that dude pays for his muffins and coffee and doubloons you know that for sure for sure 100 100 <laughs> um next category we had was best instagram follow for male, we mm-hmm. had Derek Lewis, mm-hmm. Johnny Case, Conor McGregor, and Dana White. Overwhelming <laughs> public went with Derek Lewis, and I know you were yep. not too happy with that decision. Here's the thing with the Derek Lewis thing: is I completely agree. Last year, 2019, Derek Lewis was the undisputed king of Instagram, probably as a whole, not even MMA related at all. My man was crushing the Instagram game. Um, and you know, he was a viral sensation, um, you know, with, with his post-fight interviews, all that stuff. And then very much like, like Sean's pointing out here, the he's okay. She's okay. You okay. Um, you know, comment or caption on everything, which was hilarious. However, Derek Lewis has fallen into the trap that most athletes fall into whenever they do something funny, they begin to believe that they are funny and then they try to be funnier and it just never works out. Right. I, I, I just like Shaq is funny for an athlete. He's not funny, right? Like Derek Lewis is funny for a fighter, but he's not funny. And then he tried to become funny. Right. And then it just doesn't work. Ask Brendan Schaub, right? Brendan Schaub, oh. not funny at all, especially not his stand up stuff. But when he tries, when he doesn't try to be funny, some of his stuff is actually, I, I actually do enjoy and get a good chuckle out of it. But when he tries, the harder he tries, the worse it becomes. Derek Lewis was not that active on Instagram this year and tried a little too hard for, in my taste, tried a little too hard. Um, so I didn't necessarily agree with that, but it is what it is. I'm one, I'm one man with an unpopular opinion and I have a lot that, of unpopular opinions. Do you think that his like post fight speeches um, are premeditated? The balls 100%. was hot and all that stuff. Yeah. Balls, balls was hot was not, but the ones afterward were, cause you could see him trying to think about, what he rem- what he was like because he had thought about lines he was going to try to hit and you could see um but yeah, but yeah. okay so the public said Derek Lewis um we're, we're we riding with that are we gonna we we I mean we can't we can't be tyrants right we got to go with what the public said I'm I mean uh, for those that don't know Johnny case um go follow Johnny case I think that his memes that he puts out there mm-hmm. which is a thousand a day they're ones that you don't see out there and he's he finds the the undiscoverable ones. Yes. So I, that, that's why I like Johnny Case a lot is he does an, a daily meme dump. It's about 50 memes. He dumps every single day at various times. Um, and 
I'm a big fan of, you know, I screenshot them and I send them to my, to my friends. I send them to you and, you know, it makes me look like I'm some mean Lord, but realistically I'm just biting, I'm just biting our boy Johnny style, man. Yeah. Um, and I do enjoy, I do enjoy Brendan Schaub's podcast. I like King and the Sting. I really do. I'm not a big fan of Below the Belt. I don't like Fighter and the Kid, but I, I do like some of Brendan's stuff. I don't mean to go too hard in the pain on Brendan. All right. What else you got? Uh, best Instagram follow female, Paige Van Zant, Pearl Gonzalez, Valerie Lareda, or Jessica Rose Clark. Hmm. Where did the public land on this? I know we, I know going into it, we were, it was surprisingly dead even. I'm, I'm really sad. It was dead even, and I thought it was going to go one way, but it ended up with Paige Van Zant eking it out by two votes um, up against Valerie Lareda, which I'm shocked. Yeah. Maybe people are just not as into Jessica Rose Clark as you and I. Uh, well, here's the thing is I, um, Especially given her last post, like that should have just been like, oh, fuck, I don't remember what she put up before, but her last post. Right. Well, here's the thing, right? Is Jessica Rose Clark, though, the more she talks, the more I don't like her because she seems to be rather mean. Oh, but her accent's so cute. You can't be mean. Nah, I don't really care about it. I don't, I don't, even then at the end of the day, they're all fighter chicks, too. So I'm just, nah, I'm over it. But I think that I think the Paige Van Zant pick was a casual pick as well. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Um, I feel like it's turned into not really Paige Van Zandt, but it's the Austin Vanderford Instagram now as well. So, Listen, man, that guy's making his money. I can't hate on a guy making his money. Make your money, dude. I'll make fun of his stupid fucking neck tattoo, but that's he, cool. He does have a dumb neck tattoo, but he is making money. So, again, money. make your money, dude. <laughs> I'm not knocking anybody's hustle. Make your money, man. Make your money. Austin Vanderford, hats off to you. Um, you know, I, I, Keep gardening naked, brother. Well, here's the thing, right? Is I, I'm I'm a member of the Married Up Club too, so I can't hate on a guy like that, right? So like Austin Vanderford looks a certain way, and his wife is just ex like to use your word, exponentially hotter than he is, right? So like you 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 know, wear your crown, ugly king. You got it, man. You 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 scored one for the good guys, right? Yeah. I, my wife and I have been together for 17 years now, 18 years. And for eight, you know, 17, 18 years of us being together, 16 years of being married, I've had to deal with people looking at her, looking at me, then looking back at her and then looking at me like, what? So I know this feeling like, and I, you're telling me that straight face wearing that hat right now. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It seems weird. You wouldn't think (laughs) that this wouldn't garner all kinds of positive attention, but it does not. It goes all to her. And justifiably so. So when I see a guy like Austin Vanderford, you know, score a chick that's way out of his level, I tip my hat to you, man. On top of the fact she makes more money than he does, and she just brings him along for the ride. Hats off to you, King. Do do your thing, Austin Vanderford. I hate you not. Do your thing, my man. All right. Next category up was knockout of the year. This one, this one hurt. This one it hurt. didn't though. So here's the thing, right? So we we had we had. Kasangane Buckley, that was on there, right? Yep. Okay. Then what were the other three? O'Malley Wineland. Yep. Dariush over close. I loved that knockout. One of my favorites of the year. That's a good one. Plus, I love uh, Benil. And yep. uh, Garbrandt over a Sunsau. Garbrandt over a Sunsau. Again, a fantastic knockout. Here's the thing is we've seen guys get knocked out by overhand rights before. We've mm-hmm. never seen that. We've mm-hmm. never seen. Dude, let me finish. We have never seen 
a, a kick being caught and then a spin follow-up where the guy just gets his heel to the eye socket and knocks him out. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, I, I just I think it's because we've never seen it before that that's why it, was, it, it really resonated with people. You're like the guy that just cares about the shiny new toy, dude. I do. I do care about shiny new toys. My other thing, too, is that I, I'm be honest with you. I know Cody's fight, you know, his knockout was amazing. And I know in your heart that was your pick, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. But Cody didn't look good in that fight up until that knockout. Oh, oh God, dude. He didn't. He didn't. We got when you look at knockout of the year, you also have to look at level of competition. Mm-hmm. Sun Sao versus Kasangane. Are you kidding me? What is the the spectrum is so wide there, and not even just that. You obviously people are enamored by Dancing with the Stars. That's what that was. Cody's overhand right wasn't just a generic overhand right. You know, within striking distance, he fainted. He held back, waited at the buzzer, and walk off with his hand in the air. Are you kidding me? That's storybook right there, dude. It was. I'm not saying it wasn't. It was a ama- It was a great. It was a great knockout. I'm, I can't take anything away from it. You won't hear me say anything negative. I'm just saying that, given all things considered, I thought that the the uniqueness, the unicorn nature of the Joaquin Buckley fight warranted knockout of the year. Just like the Jorge Masvidal Ben Askren fight of yesteryear. We've seen guys get knocked out with knees before. We've seen guys get knocked out with flying knees before, but we've never seen it in seven seconds running across the cage at the biggest stage possible in front of 25,000 screaming people after months and months and months of buildup. We've never seen that. So that knee hit different, both literally and figuratively, because of that, right? Yeah. So, And that's why that was knockout of the year last year. Um Buckley versus Kasag and I, if that would have happened at the T-Mobile arena with 20,000 people in there, the, 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 the rafters might've fell down on the cage, dude. I'm just saying like, that was just, it was unbelievable um, in that regard. So. All right. Well, going from knocking people unconscious to ripping off limbs, we put submission of the year as one mm. of the categories. Yep. Yep. We had Dern over Cyphers. We had Ooh. Khabib over Gaethje. Mm. We had Sterling over Sandhagen. And we yep. had Lipsky over Carolina. Yes. Yes. My personal favorite out of all of those um, was the Lipsky over Carolina. That seated mm. knee bar wrenching back on her knee and seeing that, that the negative – uh, refraction of the knee. <laughs> that was that was when bad. You use those hip flexors, dude. Just make that little apex in, in the knee. Just go. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Pineapples. Nope. No. Um, overwhelmingly, people took Khabib over Gaethje, which mm. I don't get that though. That's the only way Khabib was going to win that fight. Everyone thought, get it to the ground, rear naked choke, bulldog choke, whatever he was going to do. That's what we knew was going to happen. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't the unicorn thing like we just talked about with Buckley. It was very routine. Now, see, I hate being so contrarian to you. I don't like to. I don't like to argue about things, but I I disagree with your statement here because of all possible outcomes with that fight. Khabib by submission was not one I was entertaining. I was entertaining Khabib by ground and pound TKO. I was entertaining Khabib by five round decision. And I was entertaining Justin Gaethje knocking Khabib out. Mm. At no point in time in my life was I thinking that either one of those gentlemen, and maybe this is just bad handicapping 
thought process on my part at no point in time, um, you know, did I think that that fight was going to end by submission. Um, oh man, somebody put what about tombstone doing the quick heel hook of Ed Ruth of all people. Oh. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts. That's coming yeah. from in house too. That was a great submission. Um, that, that, that was a great submission. Weren't uh, expecting that just like you weren't expecting uh, Sterling to submit Sanhagen. No one thought that was going to happen. Yeah, Sanhagen true. is a great jiu-jitsu artist. When that's was true. that going to happen? That's true. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Listen, here's the thing, though, right? Is if we would if we would have put Taylor up there and Taylor would have magically won, it would have come across as super biased. I'm not, I'm not saying uh, that, that, that that's why it wasn't in there, um, but I am saying that, you know, it, had we put that in there and it won, I don't know if I could sit here – with a semi-straight face and say, yeah, we, we, we're putting Taylor as the winner for that. That would come across as we might send him a consolation prize anyway, though. I think we might need, we might need to do that. For sure. It's like, that's, that's the best bet for us. It's a biased bet for us, but you know, Taylor's on his way. We're excited yeah. to watch him just like me with alpha male fighters, dude. Speaking of best bets, we had a category for best bets. Yeah. We had a male and a female one. We'll go with the female one first here. Valentina Shevchenko, Jillian Robertson, Mackenzie Dern, Caitlin Chukagian, oh my God, I can never say that, and Jessica Andrade. Yeah, for women's best bet. Um, yes. And who won that? Uh, the best bet was Valentina Shevchenko. I don't know how you bet on – I don't know how anybody would bet against Valentina. Um, she is the quintessential parlay piece. Um, you don't. She just does not lose. And – it's however she wants to get it done. If she wants to get it low and slow, or if she wants to get it high octane, she can. I don't think you ever bet against Valentina Shevchenko until you see her lose. My only concern with Valentina is that she gets bored and then as a result gets caught by like a specialist or something like that. Like throw her in there with like a Mackenzie Dern and all of a sudden she thinks that she doesn't have anything to worry about. Mackenzie is able to somehow secure a takedown and then snag some sort of submission. Maybe. Even then, dude, such a that's such a reach. Um, but that's my only that's the only way I can see Valentina losing. I know she's got the split decisions to Amanda Nunez. Uh, I just don't see her and Nunez fighting again. Amanda is so big now. Um, she's really filling out that 135, 145 pound frame. I just don't see a realm where her and Valentina fight again. I know people would like to see a trilogy there. I just don't see it happening. Well, especially because she stays consistent within her weight class. Like Jessica Andrade, I'd like to make her a best bet, but she keeps fluctuating with weight classes, so it makes me a little bit hesitant how she's going to fare in different categories. Um, need to know, though. I'd be nervous to bet against Valentina Shevchenko because I'm pretty sure she's a Russian spy. Maybe. She said openly that she's not, which I think if you're a spy, uh, you're not allowed to say that you are anyway, so I don't know you can put any weight into that. Um, and then her and her sister, I think her sister has her pilot's license, so they're flying all over the United States, which is weird. Where are they going? Who are they talking to? Why do they feel the need to, to fly everywhere? Why can't they use roads? And then is anybody keeping flight logs, right? Like what, what's happening here? So, um, and then where do they train out of? Who's their camp? They just travel around and just beat people. Like there's something fishy with the Shevchenko sisters. And then, you know, I don't know, man, she's intimidating. I don't like, yeah. I'm, I'm just intimidated all around by both of them. I could never date her. I would look like such a bitch. Well, mostly because she knows what her tri what a trigger finger is, and we we saw last week that you are unaware of which one of your five digits is your trigger finger. Yes. Um. So that's going to be a that's going to be a, a 
a mark against you. But right. but I will say this, something that bodes well in your favor is that she might be one of those women that it doesn't want anything to do with anybody that's within her career spectrum. She might want to date a dude that's like a banker or a uh, yeah. you know somebody that's in like finance or, or, or a car salesman or somebody, a geologist or something like that. You know, you never know. Uh, her gun tattoo screams insanity. Correct. Correct. Every bullet on the gun is a dude that's buried in the desert somewhere that her and her sister maybe threw out of a plane. Maybe that's why they have a plane because they're throwing people out of the plane over the ocean or out in the desert somewhere. Wouldn't surprise um, me. Any, any dude with her is um, definitely the small spoon. Alleg day. Allegedly. All, everything I'm saying is allegedly. Valentina, I'm sure you're a wonderful lady. Yeah. I would never accuse you of anything. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, come on the show. Um, best bet, male. Uh, oh boy, here we go. I'm going to drink a lot. The names in this category, dude. I set this up just so you would have to finish your eggnog, which you've already done. So go for it. Oh, well, I'm going to move on to the next one here. All right. All right, here we go. Davison Figueroa. Yep. Well done. Yep. Drew Dober. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. That's an American name. Yep. Spiro Gane. Yep. <laughs> Aia Taporia. Yeah. No, oh. it's not, no, it's not right. Okay. Uh, I was saying, like, yeah, I'm saying yes, and I understand you like the same okay. way that like when my kids learn how to talk, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah we yeah. Have to use sign language for this, and then yeah. um, I'm gonna go with just you know the listeners know Giga Chicken Days, dude. Yeah, chicken Days, yeah, going with Chicken Days. Um, I believe I'm not mistaken. Our boy Giga Chikaze won uh, the uh, he did won, won the best bet for for male. He did, and I think there was a couple of reasons for that. When we originally told everyone to bet on Giga, it was when he was at plus money. Your mm -hmm. statement was, this is the last time you're going to get Giga at plus money. A lot of people leaned in, and then after that, it was off to the races. Yeah. yeah, We won't see him like that again for a while unless they really give him a step up in competition. Um, so 2020 bet of the year, our best bet, Giga. Uh, what he fought? He fought four times this year, four, four times 2020, won all four. Yeah. Yep. And I think he was plus money in two out of the four fights. So mm -hmm. appreciate you, Giga. Appreciate you. You know, honorable mention here that that we didn't put in, and maybe I should have, was Kevin Holland. Mm. Um, Kevin Holland fought five. Now, that, that being said, two of his fights, he was overwhelmingly massive favorites. When he fought that one dude with the, like, three days notice with the bleach yeah. hair, um, you know, something like that. I mean, he was like a minus nine fifty or something. Right. Um, so there was a couple situations. I think even in the Buckley fight, he was like a minus three or minus two, two eighty five, something like that. Right. Um, so, you know, a little bit out of our price range where we normally like to sit with people, but, but um, Kevin Holland, honorable mention for fighter of the year and best bet of the year for sure. So congrats. Congrats. All right. Congrats. Now, Giga. Giga, come on the show too. We're going to try to get Giga. 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 Well, we had an insane lineup of people that were on the show. We had nine fighters over the course of this year um, in 2020 that came on our show. So we put out a poll out there. Who was your favorite guest? It didn't necessarily need to be the highest ranking fighter, um, you know, the ones with the biggest fights on the horizon, but the one that entertained the public the most. So of the fighters we put out there, we put Haley Cowan, we put Max Griffin, Drew Dober. Laura Sanko, Josh Emmett, Johnny Case, Calvin Cater, Patchy Mix, boy Taylor Johnson. That's it. That's nine. That's nine. Who was your? Let me let me ask you this. At the risk of offending other people that you're not going to say, who was your personal favorite guest that we had this year? 
Um, I'd have to go with Max Griffin. Okay. Max was just a cool dude, um, humor, super relaxed, gave us little intricate details to things he does in the back, you know, whether it's his deep breathing, like talked about the stress that he feels before a fight. He really kind of gave you what it is to be a UFC fighter mixed with a bunch of humor and just super relaxed. I loved it. He gave us enough time. I loved Max Griffin. Yeah. I can see that. You? Um, I think as far as, as far as like trying to be like a, like a, a, a big J journo. Um, I think the most fun I had was with Laura Sanko. Mm-hmm. Um, we flustered. asked, we, uh, huh? I was flustered that interview. So yeah. That well, was here's the thing is so, so it, one, we were flustered because that was like at the time, the biggest person that we'd had on. Right. And that was the yeah. closest like UFC behind the scenes, what we try to do situation. Right. That, but yeah. it was like, we actually tried to like, be like, like, I don't know, like serious and professional with that, which was weird. It was a different kind of approach. I don't know necessarily if she came back on the show, if I'd try to approach that thing the same way. Yeah. Um, but as far as the most fun I've had, uh, I would say it's probably a three-way tie between uh, Case, Haley, and um, uh, Cater. That's probably the most most fun I've had. I like Drew Dober too, man. I really, I like all of our guests. Yeah. I just, you know, we, we, we've really been fortunate this year to get people on the show that are like decent people and easy to talk to. So I imagine at some point in this upcoming year, we're going to get somebody that's kind of a stick in the mud or kind of a pain in the ass or a diva or something like that. That's going to make things a little bit more difficult, but um, we were really fortunate this year. I, I honestly, it seems kind of weird to try to pick a favorite now that I'm talking about it. Cause there was bits and pieces of every interview that we had where I felt like I learned a little bit, like I got a little bit better at what we do and that I just really enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I it, it was a great year. Um, the, I think the people overwhelmingly chose Calvin Cater. Am I, am I correct in that? Yeah, but it might've been a little biased because he was shirtless on a massage table. Let's be honest. Maybe so. Maybe so. I think the massage, I think the massage thing probably helped in his favor. Realistically speaking, if any of our female guests were laying on a massage table during the interview, Cater wouldn't have stood a chance. Not a, not, not a question. Right. So there was a little, he, he definitely, um, I, you know, him and Dober both tried to harness the power of being shirtless in order to get, to get votes. So, you know, guys, you're not a piece of meat, you know, quit selling yourself short, sh- shirt, short, put a shirt on, you know, if I can say short and shirt in the same sentence, geez, oh man. Golly. <laughs> All right, we are we are at an hour here, but let's rifle through some personal polls that we had put up today. Okay, um, the public needs to be addressed on this as well. Um, I was shocked and sad. I learned a lot about myself today. Listen, man, that's just the way it is, bro. The people never lie. The people never lie. It's the law of averages. Herd mentality, man. The herd, the herd is always right. Well, if that's the case, I don't know how to bet. I don't know how to drink, and apparently, I don't know how to read. So we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay, go ahead. What do you got? What do All you right. Think? 24 hours in Vegas. Who do you trust with your money? Mm. Overwhelmingly, yeah. Dale Lippin. Here's the thing with that, right? And I appreciate everybody that voted for me, but that's probably not the smartest play if I'm being dead, dead serious with you because I chase the dragon. What you guys don't see on Saturday nights, except maybe you saw this last Saturday when I got on Instagram Live and I was pretty bitter, is that I'm a dragon chaser. So if I get down... I start doubling down trying to make my money back. So if we go to Vegas and I'm your boy's hitting right off the rip, it's a good weekend. 
But if we go and I drop four, five, six in a row, we're we're chasing the dragon, and things are going to get real Hunter S. Thompson real quick. So <laughs> I would just caution you uh, in selecting that. I appreciate your confidence. I will try not to let you down. All that to say, maybe give them a little second thought. <laughs> oh, they probably see me over at the war table, and they're like, "Okay, never mind." Right. Listen to me. There's nothing wrong with playing war at you know twenty dollars a hand. So, yeah. all right. Two Germans walk into a bar and challenge you and a buddy to a drinking competition. Who's your partner? Okay. The, you had to know that was coming, though. Here's the thing: is when we talked about this poll. That was a, that was a layup for me, man. I mean, it's not fair to you. It's not your fault. I know you try, but sometimes trying just isn't enough, man. You know, you have kids. You know, you got to tell them that sometimes. Okay, it's just because you were in the military, like you got your your homies and you trained a little bit. I'm willing to put my body on the line, dude. I'll call the hospital and be like, "Get ready to fucking pump me," because I'm coming in hot. Right, but here's the thing: is that you're at that point, you're still aware enough to make the phone call. By the time you're making the phone call, it's already over with. I call it day before, bro. I call call it day before. Okay, gotcha. You're you're putting a schedule in. You're calling it in like it's outpatient surgery. I understand. (laughs) I got you. I got you, dude. Listen, I mean, the time will come, right? Whether whether we have to, um, you know, I I don't know whether it'll be, you know, three years from now when we're both living underground because we refuse to get vaccines or whatever the case may be, but the time will come where you and I will be sitting in a dusty old saloon with glasses across from one another. And we'll have ourselves a good old fashioned Midwestern drink off. And uh, we'll make sure that there's people there to witness what happens. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. All right. This one, this is the one that hurts the core. Um, I, I did go to college uh, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> a secret service agent gives you a document to review and spell check. Who's reviewing it? I don't understand. I, I've read a book, a book. I read holes this one time. Right. Yeah. So the people went with me there. Overwhelmingly. Um, Every single one of these, when I say overwhelming, it's like I got three votes and you got 500. Like right. no, no joke. I appreciate the people. I appreciate your confidence. Um, as a, as a former English major, I take, I take, uh, I take to heart that you would trust me uh, with your proofreading and revision uh, documents. I, I will do the best I possibly can. Um, thank you. Thank you for that. Okay. Um, you said you read holes. What the? It's <laughs> a great book, dude. Uh, um, this is, you talked about Dover and Cater. And to be- go dog, go. <laughs> you talked about Cater and Dober being treated like a piece of meat. This is what validated it for me. Yeah. Bachelorette party walks into the bar. Who's your wingman? I overwhelmingly got it, but apparently I can't read and I can't drink. So what am I just going to stand there like a goon, dude? I don't get yes. it. Yes. You take your Hawaiian shirt and you undo the first top two buttons with your hair quaffed and you just stand there and you help whoever needs you to be their wingman. That's what you do. I will quaff it. That's always just, quaff it. Dude, just be man candy. That's all you got to do. Just, just huh. yeah. And, and here's the thing is just, the wingman is exactly that, right? You don't want to be the center of attention. A bad wingman is a guy that's the center of attention, right? You don't that you just want to be there as a support professional to help your buddy live his best life. So, so kind uh, of stand there with this, like this smile. Exactly. That, well, no, maybe not that it looks like you're trying to push out a fart, okay. but yeah. 
Exactly, right here. You'd be the best wingman, good-looking dude, married, no competition. You are an amazing wingman. You wear that. It just will get you a patch. All right. Well, speaking of wings, who's been to more Hooters? And surprisingly, this one was fairly close. It was 57% you, 43% me. You know, here's the thing is, I, again, disappointing. I am not a uh, frequenter of Hooters. I, I've, I've been probably less than a handful of times in my entire life. You know, it's funny. In high school, I dated a Hooters girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I never ate the food. I've never eaten the food, but I dated right. her for a right. very long time. Right. So my dad, uh, when my parents split up, my dad used to take me to Hooters as bait. Um, so right. like when I was like six, seven, eight years old, he would take me to Hooters. So all the girls would come over and like say how cute I was. And my dad would use it as like an opportunity to try to hit on the Hooters girls. So he'd just give you the tater tots, be like, shut up, Dale. Yeah, pretty much. Eat your chicken wings and shut up. Stand there and look cute. So, because I, I mean, you wouldn't know it now, right? But I uh, and my son looks the same way. But we, you know, when I was a kid, I had blonde, curly hair. Yeah. Um, and then you're you're a you're a, a fair eyed man like myself. Uh, you know, uh, uh, an Anglo Saxon blue eyed blue eyed man like myself. Caucasus um, Mountain Warrior. We're a Caucasus Mountain Warrior. So when you go and you're young and you have long blonde curly hair and blue eyes, man, it was it was a game changer. It was a game changer. My dad was playing with you know he was fishing with dynamite. So. Hats off to him. The old man was crafty. Um, used the used every every tool in in the uh, toolbox to to up his odds. But yeah, that was the last time I've been in a Hooters. Uh, actually, I take it back. The last time I was at a Hooters was I just graduated basic training, San Antonio, Texas, the Riverwalk Hooters. I went in. Uh, my I was newly engaged. Went in and got my wife or my fiance now wife. I got her. Um, uh, I I got her a Hooters Riverwalk San Antonio t-shirt with like a, a logo on it so she was oh, pretty about classic. that yeah Dale, you're basically some senko bait on a j-hook with a lightweight on it listen i appreciate how specific mm -hmm. that is and you're absolutely right man I, I would even say so much uh that it was a texas rig so go ahead who won the last beer chug on instagram live dale goes on instagram live after to delete an event and delete some beers. I yep. jump on live stream. Dale didn't have a beer to shotgun. Your boy shotgunned. He chugged a beer. I won so quickly, as Trump would say, so so successfully, so perfectly. And what did you do? You swayed the public, and they voted in favor of you, sixty-two to thirty-eight, which is ridiculous. I was five seconds in front of you. Here's the thing, though, right? Is that um, I, I would I would say this. I feel like you doing a shotgun and me chugging out of a glass that you should have beaten me handedly. And the, and the fact that it was close, if not a lot of people that saw it live said it was a tie yeah. would indicate that in the, the grand scheme where all things were made, even, and we were both shotgunning, it would not have been close at all. Okay. Cause I believe a shotgun is a faster delivery system than a chug out of a glass was chugging IPAs. It's true. That's true. You were chugging IPAs. However, your ability to stomach taste and strong hops is not my problem. Mm. Got it. I'm just I'm just saying that's just me. Like I chug I was I chug Guinness. Most people need a spoon to drink Guinness. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and I I drink Guinness like it's the the milk of the mother teat. Um of you like Mugatu, dude. You love that foamy shit. Dude, I love it, man. I will literally, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it, 
heaven's got rid has rivers filled with Guinness, and I will back I will backstroke through them. I love Guinness. It is the it is the mother milk of the earth. Go ahead. Well, if you're gonna ever create a river full of Guinness, you got to win a million dollar bet. And the last bet we put out there was, or the last poll was, one million dollar bet, win or lose, who are you taking? Kind of goes in goes in line with the Vegas thing. Dale, overwhelming. I appreciate the confidence. Um, like I said, I appreciate the confidence. If you give me a million dollars, there's a good chance we're doubling it. Um, you know, I, I just that's how I feel, man. I, 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 in 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 this regard, right? And I'm not saying this isn't true t- to you, but I feel so confident in my bets sometimes that if I had a million dollars, like if I was that dude with screw you money, yeah. I would bet million dollar bets if I had it, if I could get my hands on it. If somebody was willing to front me money to spend that, I would be willing to do that. That's how confident I feel when I put stuff out. That's why it hurts so much when it loses, because I really felt in my gristle, I was spending that money before I even made it. That's how confident I am in my bets. I would take it, go straight to the roulette table, put it on red. See, this is why nobody gives you money. But then if someone got mad, pop the shirt off. And then be the candy, like you said, right? Yeah, I think that would I think that would numb everything down. I think you're absolutely right. All right, perfect. Well, that was it for bets. Uh, that was it for polls. That was it for it all, dude. What a year! What a year! What a year! Fantastic! Oh, real! Oh gosh, you know what I wanted to do and I didn't do it. Hmm. I, one, I want to give some stuff away. Can we do that? Yeah. Um, and then, oh, damn it, damn it, we're gonna have to do a post about it. I wanted to do top cities that we had downloads out of this year. Say it again. I wanted to uh, run through the top cities that we had downloads in. Like how uh, many countries do we have downloads in? How many cities do we have downloads in? Cause we have access to all that data. I yeah. just, um, I always look at it. It's the, it's so random major right. listening base in, in Hawaii, in New York. Um, yeah. It's weird, man. It's weird. At one point in time, we were the number 13 podcast in Azerbaijan. <laughs> God bless you. Where? The, 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 we were the number 13 podcast of all podcasts in Azerbaijan. I, I'm thinking there's probably only 13. I don't, I don't even know where that is. I mean, it's, well, right Azerbaijan? now. Azerbaijan. Uh, this is harder than, than Chica Days, dude. Where okay. is this place? They're currently in, well, I, don't, I think they're in a, I think they 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 they're in a I think they're in peace talks with Armenia. They were just uh, shooting each other for a couple of weeks a while back. Um, but yeah, it's right it's right around it's Caucasus Mountain area, right on the Caucasus Mountains. You know, we're popular there. We're popular there. We resonate. So I was going to change our our header at the top there. I wasn't going to say number one MMA betting podcast on Earth. It was going to say the number thirteen podcast in general uh, in Azerbaijan. So maybe yeah. we'll change that for the next show. I don't know. All right. So. Tw- um, so 2020 was a fantastic year. Appreciate everybody that supported the show in 2020. So much so. Um, let's do some Christmas giveaways. You want to give away five beer monies? Let's give away five. Five beer monies. All right. Whew. All right. Let me pull the let me pull the wheel up. Golly. All right. Five beer monies. That's All five right. pirate songs. Five. Dude, do you want to do the pirate song five times? Yes, and I wish that producer Jake would be able to throw in just a picture of Shane Burgos the entire time. Well, I, I just I don't. Again, very short notice. I don't know if we're gonna be able to do that. All right, let's see here. Yeah. Let me get the. 
Bum, 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 bum. All right, we will do. Oh, man. For those that are not part of this list, go to Apple iTunes, write us a five-star review, and you get to be on this pirate wheel. Yes. So you get to be on the wheel. Um, the, the, if you leave us a review on iTunes, if you can't leave us a review on iTunes, shoot us a message uh, on Instagram and say, hey, I, I don't use iTunes. I listen to you on Spotify, Podbean, Podblast, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, um, Podbean. Podbean. Did I say Podbean already? No. We're everywhere, man. You, you can't not find us. Chartable. We're everywhere, bro. Just find us. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Google+, MySpace, Facebook. I don't give a hoot where you follow us. And just shoot us a message and say, hey, guys, I like your show. Or I hate your show. We got a, we had a, we had a hate your show message last night. Um, and, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> and I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Here we go. <laughs> Is the pirate music going? Man, I just don't even hear it. He won something. He won something. Did. Can you believe it? No. He, dude, our most loyal day one just won something. Um, yes. Still. I, can't, I can't believe it. He, yes. he won something. Dude. Oh, man. I have literally, I only put his name, his name's on there one time. And it just, oh, my gosh. I thought it would never happen. All right. So we're, li oh, my gosh. All right. So we've got four more freaking pirate songs. Here we go. Oh, Here we go. For those that were listening, that was Lunch Money Bet that had won the previous spin. Lunch Money Bet. Second spin of the night. Oh, boy. Merry Christmas to Kern Dog. Kern Dog. Yeah, all right. Kern Dog. <laughs> the, uh, all right. Lunch Money Gang was the first one. Your odds are one in 285, my man, or something like that. So they're pretty good. They're pretty there. Uh, let's see here. All right. Spin number three. Spin number three. Here we go. 258. Sorry, 258 entries. Mm, boy. And it is Andrew Booth. <laughs> Do you know Andrew Booth? I have no idea who Andrew Booth is. <laughs> Dude, I know like this entire crew so far. Okay, awesome, awesome. All yeah. right. It's like all my family and friends, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see here. All right. Watch the next one coming up is going to be like dad. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Gro Grossfield Ranch. Grossfield Ranch. Appreciate you. Last spin of the night. Last thing, who said that was things fucking rigged? Fake news. <laughs> oh, I can see here. We're, all right, who is that, Kyle? Yep. All right. Here you go, Kyle. Just so you make, just so you you are aware that you are in here, man. I'm gonna put you in, Kyle, VB. You're added in right now, man. Just in case, just in case you weren't there, you're here now. Yeah, maybe write a review. I don't know. I don't know. 
And the final spin of the night for all the beer money in the world. Sam Collins three. Sam Collins three. All right. Outstanding, guys. If you have won uh, beer money, you know, that's the uh, all you got to do is hit us up, shoot us a message on Instagram, and we will gladly Venmo you Cash App or uh, uh, maybe we might be able to PayPal. I'm not sure. Um, or I'll just throw it. I'll throw it in there, throw it in the mail to you if need be. Uh, my passenger pigeon, I sent it out to Trey three weeks ago. It's not back yet, so I can't send it to you via pigeon. Uh, but Trey, be on the lookout because my pigeon is on the way. All right. We had a great 2020. Um, dude, it was just, I don't know. I don't want to keep dwelling on it and just say ums and ahs. It was a great, great year. Um, producer Jake, you want to hop on here for a split second. And we brought you on about halfway through the year, man. You've absolutely crushed it. I want to give you your just due. Can you hop on here so we can congratulate you publicly um, as being, uh, you know, voted the best producer of the Punchless MMA podcast. Can you come on here so we can congratulate you on such a thing? There he is. Shane Burgos. He looks a lot like Shane Burgos. Man, his producer Jake look a lot like Shane Burgos. So there he is. There he is. Yo. Can What's you up? Yeah, we can hear you. You look right, great. Man. Hey, how you doing? You look got good. The, uh, got the threads on, you know? You got the threads on. Outstanding. Yeah. All right, Jake. So it was overwhelming. You won by a landslide. Um, you were voted producer of the year. Um, so congratulations. <laughs> I try. Uh, I try. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you don't mind, uh, what was your favorite moment of the year? Something you liked, didn't like? What do you what are you anticipating for 2021? Favorite moment of the year would probably be uh oh I'm having a name dump right now, but finding out one of the guests almost sold a pair of shoes for ten thousand. Haley County. I, 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 yeah, Haley. I was in the background, you guys didn't hear me, but I was screaming. Right. When that came <laughs> I was like, Are you kidding me? But honestly, I just enjoy you guys interviewing people. It's fun to watch. So Hey, you know, we just won two cups in a row. We can't just keep them all, you know. Those that are not uh, listening to the audio, producer Jake, the penguin, who he has a banner of behind him, don't have a chance this year, bud. Yeah, so. Eh, it's an asterisk year anyway. We're only playing all division, so. Right. <laughs> all right, man. Listen, I, I appreciate your hard work. Uh, Trey and I have, have, have said time and time again, we've sung your praises in this regard. Um, it doesn't seem like much throwing different graphics up and moving things around. But when you're not here, we noticed very quickly how bad we suck at it. So <laughs> thank, thank you very much uh, for your hard work. And uh, we look forward to a big 2021. As you know, we've got some stuff cooking in the hopper that we can't talk about yet, uh, but it's going to be a big year coming up. We're excited. And uh, it's it's been, a, it's been a real treat bringing you on and having you part of the team, man. So appreciate hey, you big time. Just glad I can help, man. Awesome. Appreciate you guys right. bringing me on. Yeah, get the fuck out of here so Trey and I can keep doing what we're doing. Get out of here. You, got, you have to kick me out after you're yeah. oh. <laughs> I still don't know what we're doing. Oh, man. All right. We're at an hour and 20 minutes. It's longer than statistically we should ever do because our download numbers drop in an hour and 20 minutes. Um, yes. Appreciate everybody that listened and tuned into the show. We will do an Instagram post congratulating or highlighting the cities, countries that, um, that people listen to us from this year. Yeah. Bottom of my heart, very sincere holiday episode aside, said it before, said it again. Don't you ever think I don't appreciate anybody that listens to the show, whether you listen to it for one minute or every minute. Um, I do appreciate you. Uh, I, I, I cherish your support and I'll do what I can to keep it. 
Um, really appreciate everyone that listens to the show. Hats off to you. Cheers, everyone. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a great New Year. If you need anything betting-wise between now and then, reach out to Trey and I. will be happy to help you out in any way we possibly can. Um, just freaking love you guys, man. I really do. This has been an awesome – this is a passion project that has turned into something that I want to see grow into uh, something far more than a side hustle. So um, appreciate appreciate everybody. That's, that's all I got, Trey. So you can send us off today. Merry Christmas, y'all filthy animals. <laughs> all right. See you guys.